The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. In a moment, we'll be talking with our guest this week, Paul Askoff. But, Tim, I wanted to bring up to your attention these items we've had in our forums about the alleged 1945 Trinity UFO crash. That's the main subject of this book from Jacques Vallée and Paula Harris. And we've got a person who's been a guest on the show. He's a book author and UFO researcher, George Wingfield. Have you followed that thread at all, Tim? A little bit, yes. So what George's contention here is that, yes, there was a flight that time, but it involved test aircraft. But I think that's also the reason they identify Roswell as being something that was being tested. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Every one of these alleged UFO crashes that happened in the late 1940s, the skeptics, debunkers, whatever you want to call them, bring into play the possibility of some kind of crashed aircraft, balloon, you know, what have you, which could very well be. But it seems like the evidence showing these test craft is about as nebulous as the alleged extraterrestrial spacecraft. So, I mean, unless one side or the other, in in my opinion, really presents some verifiable hard evidence, it's, it's all just speculation, one way or the other. Paul Askoff, you've been involved in UFO research, it says here, for what, 50 years? Yes, yeah, sure. For me, it was that was when I had my first sighting. That was my wake-up call, if you like, that got me into it. You're in it. <laughs> <laughs> Head first. Yeah. Can I just uh, agree with what Tim said there? Trinity, Roswell, all these others. Again, if you went to a court of law, the corroborative evidence would be in your favour. And it's something where the introduce, I'll, I'll just say as a cover all the authorities, introduce this plausible explanation that as long as you weren't there for people on the periphery or people coming in afterwards, it sounds reasonable. It sounds, yes, that could have really happened. But to the people that were there, it's like, no, none of that happened really, you know, and they'll say the same with the people that were at Roswell, the people that were, uh, even Rendlesham Forest, things like that, and it was like, no, it was nothing like that, you know, but that is what their modus operandi is. That is how they work. And it's just to plant that seed of doubt in people's minds that haven't actually been involved at a close instance, if you know what I mean. 
Well, the problem I have with Roswell, of course, is that the stories did not begin till more than 30 years later. Uh-huh. So you know, we're talking about having half a lifetime of experiences before recounting what they remember from that case. And if you followed Roswell much, you'd see that there are lots of contradictions and things that don't add up because so many years passed. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's one of the things that I always say to when people say, when they see things and they say, well, how do you know? And I think for my, in my case, it was that first instance when I was a, a child, I was only 11 years old, but the sighting was so bizarre, so odd, that it was like a, a wake-up call. And there was like a switch went off in my brain that said, whoa, this is not from this earth. And it was so obvious. That it was like, why don't I know about it? Why isn't it in the newspapers? Why aren't other people reporting these things? That was the hook that got me in. Let's talk more about those sightings because Ed can cause lots of changes in someone's life. When did you see your first UFO? I was 11 years old. We had moved to the edge of a small village, a very rural location. You literally walked out of our front door into fields, fields and fields for miles. My father, our last job of the day, my brother and I, was taking our dogs and the neighbor's dog. We had a war veteran next door who was quite disabled. So it was taking the dogs for a walk, put the dogs away, say goodnight, go to bed. That was the routine. This night, my brother and I had taken the dogs for a walk, put them away, saying goodnight, and Dad was in the front garden. And as we went out there, we were looking due east. The sky to the north was completely covered in cloud and the sky to the south was completely clear. And we were looking down this almost, uh, not quite, but almost a straight bank of thick cloud. And as my father's, it was middle September, whatever, sometime September 1968. So it's quite a few years ago. There weren't the air traffic that there is now. There certainly wasn't the light pollution that there is now. No police, helicopters or ambulance, news helicopters, anything like that in those days. And as we're looking at the sky, my father's just pointing out the first few brighter stars and constellations that were appearing. These two UFOs came out of this bank of cloud and then just stopped dead. There was no deceleration. They were moving very fast, then boom, still. Then you could actually see the light from them shining on the cloud. As this happened, I got a voice in my head, and I can only describe as, as I found, and I can still re- clearly remember, it said, oops, and it was a, what can I say? It, <laughs> I hate to word that it was benevolent, but it sounded a kindly masculine voice, and it was, oops, we hadn't meant to have been seen. Once I got that in my head, we're sort of, the three of us were, mouths agape looking at the sky and then the after a few seconds they set off again going away from us i mean for you guys they were probably about the size of a dime at arm's length so they were quite large really pearly white perfectly spherical as they were still couldn't see anything holding them together but they maintained the same position relative to each other throughout they were still for a few seconds and then they immediately start they were moving fast again no acceleration they were moving very very fast going directly away from us traveling down this bank of cloud and you could still see the light as as they were sort of the undulating edge of the cloud you could see how the light got brighter and dimmer shining or reflecting off the surface of the cloud and as they moved there was this small teardrop shape 
almost like an atmosphere sloughing off the back of them until they disappeared out of sight. And all three of us were silent, just watching in awe. And then as they disappeared in the distance, we were all quiet for a minute and my father was the first to speak. And he had done his national service with the RAF, done three years with them. And he just said, well, there's nothing we've got that can do that. And that was my first instance it was so bizarre so odd i i just wish i could have videoed it well when you were 11 years old what kind of video was there <laughs> <laughs> no videos in those days unfortunately uh that was something just for the news and the cameras and uh, i think it was the old handheld eight, eight millimeter things in those days i remember having a super eight camera at one particular point in time i also had a couple of different 35 millimeter cameras. And I also had this Yashica camera and the size of the picture was squared off. I don't remember the exact size. I then went to 35 millimeter. So there you go. I had a Canon, a Beauty, which was a low end camera that you can get for like $35. This is back in the sixties with a thousand different features. But I don't even know if I have any of the pictures I took in those days. None of UFOs. The UFOs did not favor me for this. Now, this particular sighting, was it covered anywhere that you know about? Was there a newspaper story or something? No, I, I did look at the time and my father, um, I mean, I was just 11 years old. My younger brother was nine. Uh, my father was out every day. He drove a coach for, for a coach company up and down the local area. And he said, I'll look and see if there's anything in the papers. Uh, and there was nothing on anything of our local, uh, in our local area at all, uh, just nothing. And I, that was one thing I couldn't believe, that something that was so blatantly obvious, you only had to look in the sky, and it was like, it, it was so odd that it shouldn't be there. How come nobody reported it? But again, in, in those days, did they report it, and it just didn't get out any further. We've got more with Paul Askoff. He's the author of UFOs, The Real Story, now in its 2023 revised edition. With Gene and Tim, you're in The Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, the Paracast dot plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out the Paracast dot plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. It's all too obvious. We're being distracted by meaningless news headlines. When you dig to find the truth, you discover that the American way of life is being threatened by the institutions we used to trust. It's easy to see the future holds more food shortages, systematic controls, and government overreach. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are preparing. 
They're taking steps to be self-reliant and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy to get started and join the ranks with this limited-time offer. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get their top-selling four-week emergency food kit. Enjoy tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get new lower pricing this week on these four-week emergency food kits. Secure at least one food kit for each member of your family. They ship free, too. Those who know what's coming are preparing. Smart folks. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this... Make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Paul Askoff is telling us about the sighting that occurred when he was 11 years old. Didn't see any reports about it, but I gather you've had more experiences. Can you tell us? Sure. Since then, I really got to, I mean, in those days, there were no such thing as the internet or nobody had a cell phone, anything like that. So we really had to get out and get to the local cities to find any information out on anything. So what I started doing then was finding local groups and newspapers and books. And even then, going into the big cities, they didn't have books on UFOs. You had to order them, you know. Things like Donald Kehoe, Jenny Randalls, the old authors then that is still, some of them still writing now, Jacques Vallée. Uh, and that was how I got into it. And then I got into groups. I joined Bufora, the British UFO Research Association. 
I was with them for many years. I became an investigator. Then through the job I was with, I had to give. I was a paramedic's working shifts. But throughout this this time, what I did was just sort of kept a small diary of anything. Always kept my eyes on the skies, as they say. From nowadays, where I am now, we've had eight sightings, of which I've managed to get four of them photographs with witnesses and one video from the outskirts of Leeds, where I live in central Yorkshire. And it's quite a big city, so you will think there'd be more reports there. Uh, there are things going on all the time, and it's just, I don't know whether some people will say, you know, are you sort of, do you get this all the time? Some people are attracted to it more than others. I don't think that's often the case. I think it's uh, people are distracted with their material sort of lifestyle that we have at the moment. Quickly going back to your original sighting when you were 11 years old with your uh, dad and younger brother, you said that uh, when these things first popped out of the cloud bank, you got the impression in your head, you know, oops, sorry, you shouldn't have seen that. Did your father or brother mention anything similar? No. Now, this is uh, another thing. I talked to them both afterwards and years later even. And it spurred my father on to start reading uh, because he used to go out and buy the books and then I'd read them when he'd finished. Like, that was the first time I read Chariots of the Gods. So it, it was it spurred him on, but neither of them heard anything at all. It was completely silent throughout. And it was only I that got the voice in my head. Well, and as I'm sure you know, I mean, that is that occurs quite a bit with UFO witnesses where they will get an impression, first of all, that they're not supposed to be seeing this. Yet somehow they do. I, mean, I never figured, they figured that. They figured that out. Uh, but as well, which to me is, is just extremely odd, like your experience, people get the impression that whatever the phenomena is that they're, they're witnessing knows that they're seeing it, which that... How do you think that can be? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you know, if you're if you're dealing, say, you know, like with uh, an extraterrestrial scout craft, you know, flying over the planet. I mean, lots of people down there. How in the world would they know the difference between somebody asleep in their bed and somebody who is actually seeing them? This is one thing, Tim, that I go into explain in my book. This happened to me on one occasion that made me laugh afterwards. And we were, what used to happen I, through my life, I've always been medical. Uh, and I worked 12-hour shifts in the ambulance emergency call center. And I used to, we were working in front of computers. So I used to make a point every time we got a break, I'd get up and I'd go out for a walk. And this night we'd been particularly busy. And a friend, he was on his second break, uh, and I, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to go for a walk. And he said, oh, I'll come with you. So Liam and I went off for a walk, going round, and it was in a big industrial estate. So a lot of light pollution. You could only see the brightest stars. But this was like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And then we'd walk around. We're going back to the headquarters where we were. And as we're walking back towards it, this, what, what looked like an aircraft came out of the, this cloud and turned, what I say, turned towards us. Now, at the moment, immediately, I got this, the, I'm, I'm, 
I'm loath to say a connection with it, but I got a feeling that it was odd. And immediately I got my phone out of my pocket, uh, like people do, and I started to film it. And it looked like an aircraft coming out of the cloud, like it was coming in, and it was on the normal flight path that we would expect, except you wouldn't get aircraft on our little local airport between three and four o'clock in the morning. And then it was stationary. So I picked my, I lifted my phone up and started videoing. And I videoed it for 18 seconds. And I thought, I'll stop because there's nothing happening. And literally, as I turned it off and put the phone down so I could just concentrate on it, looking at it with my eyes, it was almost like it said, there you go, thank you very much. Hmm. And it just, it went sideways back into the cloud and disappeared and we didn't see it again. And, I, and you also had a, a, a similar experience, though this time it seemed like the... Uh, um the UFO uh, didn't want you to photograph, but this one involved uh, uh, it's uh, that you lived in a small town with your wife and two small boys. Do you want to relate yeah. that experience? Yeah, now this was a, a good one. We had at the time, we had a huge dog, a Pyrenean mountain dog, if the listeners know that. And so I had to take him a walk two or three times a day and we'd go for a walk around. And We had a lot of local woods and forestry commission land near us. And we were going out and I was going to brush the dog and then take him for a walk. Uh, and as I went into the back garden, this uh, my wife shouted me and two, what, what looked for all the world like car headlights through fog, two lights separated side by side, were moving overhead over the top of us. No sound, no rotation, no strobes. Again, nothing apparently linking them together. And they came over the top of us and it was like, what is this? And she's going, look at this. And we had two boys. Uh, they were quite small at the time, maybe three and six years old, something of thereabouts. And we came out and we're watching them go overhead. And then all of a sudden, they just, as we're looking, I thought, I'll go get my camera. And literally, as I thought that, they just shot off exactly like you see on the uh, Star Trek when he says, warp speed, Scotty, and off it goes. It was just like that. Because as, as it disappeared over the, in the distance, I just thought, wow, warp factor 10, you know, it was like, and then it disappeared. I then took the dog for a walk, looking at the sky more than looking at the dog, came back, was maybe 20 minutes later, as I'm coming back in and I'm locking the gate, because it was such a large dog, we had a six foot gate, so he couldn't get out. And as I'm looking, they came back again, going very slowly, in exactly the opposite direction from whence they came, uh, returning where they came from. Now, it was an, an amazing thing what all four of us saw. I hadn't actually reported it to anybody, hadn't said anything. And it was years later when I was a member of Bufora, and I'd actually gone to uh, Philip Mantle's house because he was their director of investigations. And we were investigating an abduction, and he wanted to go over some things with me before I went over to speak to the people. Let's do our break here, Paul, and we'll continue with this in our next segment. Paul, Gene, okay. Tim, you're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. 
These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. USA News Update. The head of a Russian mercenary group is ordering a halt to his military advance in Moscow. Russian state media says the leader of the Wagner Group agreed to de-escalate the situation after talks with the president of Belarus. Former President Trump says he will contribute to the legal fund for January 6th defendants. In a video of the speech posted on social media, Trump said, quote, you have great people and they've been made to pay a price. The number of pedestrian deaths in the U.S. is the highest it's been in more than 40 years. According to a report from the Governor's Highway Safety Administration, more than 7,500 pedestrians were killed in traffic accidents last year. Vice President Harris spoke Saturday to commemorate the anniversary of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. The decision ended the constitutional right for women to access abortions after five decades. Jerry Barmash, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. Hi, this is James Fox, 
director of the phenomenon and moment of contact, you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Paul Askoff is author of the second edition now of UFOs, The Real Story, telling me about his personal experiences. Sir, please go on. Yeah. So I'm in Philip's house and I'm narrating the story to him of my wife and the children seeing the two UFOs go overhead. And then he said, I can tell you exactly when that was. And I went, really? And I'm thinking, well, I didn't tell anybody. And he went, because I saw it too. And I went, never. And he said, yes, he said, I saw it too. He says, and it was reported all the way from central central Yorkshire, like Leeds, which is right in the middle of England, all the way over to the East Coast. And I lived further east from uh, where Philip was then. And he said he'd been coming out of work. And he says, as he's driving out to work, he's looking almost due north over Leeds. And he saw these lights. And he said, straight away, Philip said, they shouldn't be there. Uh, so he says, I drove out to, very quickly to a, a point on the edge of the town where we are now, where he could overlook. It's like a very high up on a ridge. So you can see quite some distance and overlook leads. And as he got there, and he said they were just like car headlights. He says one to me was slightly brighter than the other. So now Philip said that he saw the same thing. Uh, had this, uh, and, and you may have said this, had this been reported uh, afterwards? Did it you know, make the uh, uh, news anywhere? I No, that was another thing, that, huh. uh, which Philip did tell me. It had been reported to Bufora, but it didn't re- uh, appear on any of the news stations that we have. I don't think we have the proliferation of news channels and local news reports as you do in the U.S., but uh, there was still nothing on the news over here. Hmm. Well, you know, the thing about it is with with these kinds of sightings, I mean, it's probably less than 1% of people who have these experiences actually go to the trouble of reporting it somewhere. You know, one reason is that they have, no, they have no idea who to report it to. You know, some people would call the police, but the police would just make fun of them. In the United States, they used to call, you know, like, the local Air Force base, but, you know, that usually got nowhere. So, I mean, you know, what do you, what do you say to somebody who would have an experience like this, how they would go, go about either documenting or, or reporting it to uh, somebody? Yeah, I think uh, nowadays with the internet, things are much easier to report. And even on Facebook, you have pages where you can report these things is these british ufo play there's there's lots of sites where if you went on and you just googled it then they would come up and i'm sure it would be the same over the pond in the states too so you had another uh, uh, experience in your book that uh, uh, i really enjoyed and i and i hope that you can uh, share it with our audience and this was the one where you and uh, uh, some friends had borrowed your father's car and went out camping in the middle of winter <laughs> yeah, which which I have to say, first of all, why would you do that in the middle of winter? Uh, and you're going with your report. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's one of those things you do. You're young and you're stupid, and you don't realize the implications of what you're doing. You don't see the danger when you're younger. Um, and th- this was an area we were familiar with. 
but it was uh, it's like a, a national park and there's some quite um, what can I say exposed hill um, moorland areas so it, it is quite high up um, we didn't realize how bad on how cold the weather was uh, and it was my girlfriend at the time who became my first wife and then uh, my sister and we said yeah let's just go off and we'll, we'll go camping we both got a all of us had the weekend off and it was something we'd been planning to do but never got around to it now very fortunately we did have good equipment but the way uh, we went you, you're out in these national parks fantastic night sky you can see all the stars and everything and we went out and the thing what what sort of uh, got us was the snow the nearer we got to where we wanted to be the deeper and deeper the snow get until eventually when we tried to get off road away from a main road we just got snowed in and that was it the car was stuck so we just said okay we'll make the best of it we've got the right equipment we'll put the tent up and we literally just set everything up and then sat looking at the sky but it was freezing cold we sat a bit in the middle of snow drifts and we're looking at the night sky and it was uh we teamed the odd uh shooting star and then it was like we were watching a star but then this star stopped and then it moved and it like traced an arc if you can imagine uh, which obviously no natural phenomenon can do uh, and my even my sister was like whoa look at that what is that and it was like it, <laughs> retrospectively you think had we put ourselves in a very vulnerable position really but it was we saw that and then that disappeared that went off into the distance and it was like it was so cold we all decided just to make the best of it and keep warm during the night and then uh, see if we could safely get out in the morning which thankfully we did so i've had you give us a couple of of, of good examples of of your experiences your your sightings and going back as far as when you were 11 years old uh, up until now do you think that you having these experiences seeing these ufos is because you're aware that such things can happen and you're you know constantly you know, looking up into the sky or you just happen to be at the you know all these times at the right place at the right time or 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 what i mean do you, what do you think is the reason that you have been lucky enough to have all these incredible experiences i think um it goes back to uh, there's some truth to both sides of the argument that you've just said being in the right place at the right time, actually looking at the sky for one thing, but also being in the right frame of mind. There's this new movement now. Uh, my wife and I saw something that I could describe like an ellipsoid shape, it, like uh, what they, like, like the chondritin and the other things, glucosamine capsules you get for your knees and things. And it was that sort of shape, but brilliant white. And that was moving through the sky. And I put that on my uh, Facebook page. I have a Facebook page called It's the Real Story. And I put all my sightings and photographs and videos on there. And um, somebody asked me the question there, Were you? Uh, do you use CE5? Now, CE5, I think, something that's come to the fore more recently where people meditate and try and contact them that way. Now, this is something I've never done. But he asked me, were you actually thinking of 
ET, I'll use that as a coverall phrase, uh, before you saw this? And I said, yes, actually, it's not an odd question. And yes, I was. So whether it's, uh, you see, this is something else. I could go into more depth, um, but I think it's something that people often just don't have the time to sit and relax and look at the sky and look at things around them. Well, the implication of what you're saying is if we have the right attitude about UFOs, the right attitude, we think carefully about it, there's a possibility here that we might actually end up seeing something strange. Am I getting the right picture here? Yes, and this is something that um, I think a lot of investigators find, that when groups go out, um, I'm... One of the things that I found when I was investigating for Bufora, and I've found with personal contacts with other friends since, uh, mainly, I have to say, through Facebook, and I'm not saying they use CE5, but they say when they specifically go looking and they just sat there quietly looking at the sky, then something suddenly appears, or on the way home something appears. Now... It is a very complex object, and I know that sounds very very blasé to just say that on the face of it. Well, we'd have these announcements, which we hope are not blasé. Paul Askoff, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in The Puricast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs Generator and Lung Delivery System at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. 
Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. So I just wanted to understand what you're saying here, because I have not seen a UFO ever, and maybe I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. I've been around people who have. I'll go back to the mid-70s, when I was one of the sponsors of a UFO convention at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. And I was busy doing my stuff and hanging out with people. And some of the people who were there, my cohorts, saw something strange. I didn't. I don't know whether my mental attitude was wrong. But it sounds to me like you can almost meditate in the proper fashion and bring something about. Right. May I uh, just try and explain something on the electromagnetic spectrum uh, gene and see if see if the let's see if the listeners listening uh, can understand this one i'll make it as simple as i can go ahead please okay so the normal our normal ordinary matter that we deal with on a day-to-day basis we have at the lower end we have the radio waves and they're the weaker longer radio waves and then they gradually get shorter and more powerful as they come into the infrared and then we get the visible light and our acoustic spectrum which is the bit we physically deal with on a daily basis then the ultraviolet the x-rays and then at the far end the higher end the higher energies and shorter waves we have the gamma rays that's the bit that we know that is our electromagnetic spectrum so we actually only see and hear a very very small portion 
right in the centre of that, almost in the centre, uh, but it's less than one-tenth of one percent of what's there. Now, this is what we deal with and what we experience on a daily basis. However, uh, these cosmologists and these other people with far better brains than I that say that the majority, the vast majority of the matter and energy in the universe is this dark energy and dark matter, even as high as, I've heard, 70 to as high as 95%. Now, although we can't see it, we can't measure it, they're now saying this is why certain things and the universe works the way it does, because there's all this other stuff that we can't see. Now, if you imagine, I'm going to use the coverall term ET again, we only see that one-tenth of one percent. Now, there are we can say people within normal human sapiens, if you like, that are uh, more spiritually aware, that you get your spiritualist mediums and things like that. We see uh, such a small amount of that. But if there's another 70, if there's another 95% that we aren't seeing, but ET does, and this is what I'm trying to get at, they are so far ahead of us could be thousands of years in front of us so if you imagine imagine an easy way of to, to an, an analogy that i use in the book is our ordinary matter that we deal with from the radio waves at one end to the gamma rays at the other is like an lp that is our ordinary matter but there's not just that one because there's all this dark energy and dark matter around us so there's a whole stack of records but out of this stack of records, we only deal with the one of them. Now, E.T., for want of a better phrase, completely understands that there's all these others, completely can control it, can manipulate it, and that is why we see and hear what we do. And that is why everything around us, the computer or radio you're sat in front of now, the desk, even the building that you're in, all have a magnetic frequency that we can rudimentary sort of on a small level we can measure but if you imagine even your thoughts i mean now we have uh, electroencephalographs that look at thought waves like polygraph tests and things like that that's very on a the very basic thing now if you imagine et can control that your thoughts are an energy. Everything is energy. So ET are able to pick that up because everybody's energy is completely different. Everybody's energy is unique to them. It's like a fingerprint. So they know that is why ET can do what it does. And it zips through our visible spectrum. That's why they appear and disappear. That's why they can move like they do. They don't fly. Yes, they're unidentified and yes, they're an object. But they don't fly. That's ridiculous. That's our physics. So they're in their own little pocket of energy, their own little pocket of universe. And that's why we get these bizarre movements and incredible speeds to us. That's what we perceive. They're not actually moving. So does any of that make sort of sense to you? Well, aren't we assuming here what ET, if ET exists, what attitudes they take, how they operate, things like that? Aren't we not just guessing? Yes. Now, this is how I've... Uh, what can I say? This is from talking to people, from talking to uh, abductees, from talking to eyewitnesses, from reading hundreds and hundreds of books. 
Uh, and I'm not a scientist. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I don't think I'm that intelligent enough to say I understand quantum physics and I understand there's a lot more to the universe than we know. But it's the only explanation that I can come up with uh, and what I've tried to do in the book is put it in a layman's terms because I don't want people to pick it up and it'd be hard work reading it. I want them to be able to pick it up and understand the point that I'm trying to get over and not make it more complicated than it needs to be. You don't need to understand the fine points. You just need to know that there is all this around us all the time. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it does to me. And when you're talking about whatever this phenomena is that we're dealing with can can actually manipulate basically, you know, light, light uh, you know, energies around it you know, all up and down the spectrum. It reminds me of people who see, say, like a, a very unusual type of paranormal being or or, or or cryptid creature something that's 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 really out of place I, there was one story I know a woman told me that she saw this this very tall figure coming down um, this the street late at night and she got a very clear view of it it was tall it had really unusually large she said it was almost like clown feet but as it drew nearer to her house she was on a porch smoking a cigarette it looked over at her, and she said that she could see on its face surprise that she could see it. That was the impression that she got. You talked about the impression that you got when you were 11 years old of the UFOs, you know, like, oh, you're not supposed to. That's the impression that she got. This thing was surprised that she was able to see it. So the things that you were just saying before I started rambling on here makes perfect sense within all of these different kinds of experiences that, that, that we've read about, people have told me about, and probably people have told you about as well. Absolutely, Tim. And I think this is what this is the problem that we have. I mean, my, I have a good friend, Paul Sinclair, who says it's the truth with no proof. And it's because we don't know how to measure it. We don't currently have, well, not that anybody's telling us, we currently don't have the technology to look at this. And it's because all these frequencies are around us all the time. And I think it's true of the paranormal and cryptids, so that your skinwalkers, your dogmen and all these other things, your Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it, all these different things are just on a different level. They're on a different frequency, different vibration. They're on a different plane to us. And it's only in places like, we'll say, Skinwalker Ranch. That's one of the obviously more famous ones. There are many more. Uh, I think they're all over the world and there are many more than we realize where these levels, these vibrations touch. And because of these areas, that's when they can, we get, we get these sightings of cryptids, dogmen, and other things like that. But the other thing that occurred to me doing sort of researching this was that because E.T. knows this, that is why you get UFOs seen at these places, because E.T. knows that it's a shortcut from one vibration to another. So these, they use these shortcuts, these easy channels. Does that make sense? When you refer to different vibrations, is this like the multiverse where each vibration takes you to a different reality? 
Yep, that's exactly it. And it's the same, uh, we could talk on the spiritual side, even from like from a spiritualist uh, that you have in the UK and oh well, all over the world. It's just people able to tune in to the next record and the one above or the one, one below. And because they're able to, what can I say, train their minds to be able to do this and raise their frequency so they can make that contact, that's done by their own will. But it's a, it's a very basic level. We'll cover this in more detail in our next segment. Paul Askoff, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Did you receive a call or message that mentioned Social Security and demanded immediate action? Did the caller know your Social Security number or other personal information and tell you that your Social Security number had been used in connection with the crime? Did you feel worried that your Social Security number might be suspended, your bank account might be frozen or seized, or you could be arrested? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, demand your personal information or instant payment, email or text you pictures or documents, or use a real government official's name to gain your trust. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Do not be fooled. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to the Social Security Administration Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're looking here at the possibility of UFOs, other phenomena from astral planes, other dimensions, the multiverse, another reality. What well, could be? Now, when we speak of another reality here, is this like you see in the comic books where there's another Gene Steinberg in this reality and there's another Paul Askoff in this reality? There's, perish forbid, another Tim Swartz there or are they all different? <laughs> now, there's a good question. I think it is a distinct possibility. However, now I've said that, 
I think our, I personally believe that our soul is here to learn lessons and to move forward on its own. So I doubt there's going to be another Gene or Tim or Paul exactly the same as us in a different dimension. But having said that, I, I think that they're around us all the time and there are these lower dimensions and higher dimensions and it's up to us, if you like, by our own efforts to be aware of this. I'm not, in, I'm not religious in the slightest, may I say, by the way. Whatever anybody wants to do is fine by me, as long as it doesn't, uh, as long as it's done with the right ethics and morals and done in the best interest and with kindness, that's fine. You get on with whatever pleases you. However, I personally believe that religion is man-made and it's by your own efforts that you, if for want of a better term, you progress. Well, taking that uh, uh what you just said, when you were younger, as well as uh, having a UFO experience, you also had some interesting uh, uh, paranormal experiences as well. Do you want to uh, uh, tell us about uh, some of those? Yeah, um, yeah, no problem. What, what happened, I was uh, quite a strict uh, religious upbringing, actually. When I was very small, uh, my mother and father were Methodists, so I was dedicated a Methodist. And then I was brought up, I went to a Church of England school, and you had to go to the choir practice, Bible classes and all that. And so I was baptised and then confirmed Church of England. Um, and then when I was 11 years old at that time, we moved to next door to a spiritualist church. Now, a lot of my father's work colleagues uh, that he was with went to the church and they taught my father, oh, you'll have to come along, come on. So when I was 11, we moved to the next door, well, literally 50 yards away from the spiritualist church. My father used to take us there. Now, obviously, as a child growing up, uh, you just go, and it's the same for everybody, you go where your parents take you. And it's only with your own sort of experiences and as you grow that you decide if that religion is right for you. So I was dedicated to Methodist, baptised Church of England. I was named a spiritualist. And it was while I was there, like most children, you just went when your father did. And especially as you get older, it was birthdays, christenings, funerals, that sort of thing. Anyway, one day I'm walking past the church to go out with my friends and there was a gentleman outside having a cigarette and I didn't know him, but he shouted at me. He said, Paul, have you got a minute? So I thought, well, just pay it like you do, respect your elders. So I walked over to him and he went in his pocket and got out this scrap of paper that I, suggest was, I suspect was from the local bookkeeper sort of thing, the betting shop. And he got this little bit of a stub of a pencil and he wrote something on it and then he showed me what he'd written. And he'd written the three letters UFO. And he said, I've been told by spirit that you're on the right lines to tell you that you're on the right lines. And that sort of blew me away because he didn't know. I mean, to be fair, my parents didn't really know that I was into it that much because as, as a, the oldest boy in the family, I suppose, I was a bit of a loner. I was a readaholic. I used to read and read and read books. So anyway, I'll go back. I saw my father. He says, oh, yeah. He says, that must be Arthur. He says, well, he told me afterwards, he said, to go and see a lady called Betty. So he said, I'll find out who this Betty is. So anyway, she said, I'll go and see this Betty at church. 
and she said i want you to go and see pearl now i just it happened that through friends of the family i knew this pearl and her daughter who was a very nice young lady happened to go to my school and i knew her so i thought oh this sounds good i can go and go see the daughter hmm. so <laughs> like a normal teenager would sorry betty said i want you to go and see this pearl now she lived only sort of a few villages away maybe 10 minutes five minutes in a car so I duly got on the local transport, our local bus, went over to see her. And as I got to the door, all the windows were closed, the curtains were closed, and the door opened. And she just said, oh, come in, Paul. And as I went into the home, everything was in complete darkness. Now, I didn't know at the time, but she suffered from quite debilitating migraines. What she did was, she said, she sort of closed the door, and then she just said, follow me, and walked into the a lounge and in the center of the lounge she just put a normal dining chair which she sat on with her back to me now i know i'd been to the spiritualist church but i've never been to any development circles i've never sort of done anything like that it was completely you know i was oblivious to it didn't know what went on but it was like i got this compulsion like somebody took over my body and I walked up to the back of her, and it was quite bizarre, really, now thinking about it, but I put my right hand up towards the ceiling and my left hand above her head. And then I just sat there, and she said this prayer very quietly, and then we just stood there in silence, me in this odd position, and then I felt this power, and it was just like somebody had turned an electrical current on, and it came from somewhere up above us, into my right hand, out of my left hand and into the top of her head. And I could physically feel it. And I was just there in this weird position, no more than a minute. And then I felt it stop. It just went off. So I put my hands down and just rested my hands on her shoulders. And she just sort of turned around with this look of surprise on her face and said, my, you hide your light under a bushel. And it was like, I didn't even know what that meant, you know. <laughs> but that was it. She opened the curtains, put the kettle on, and ten minutes later I walked out and I didn't even realise what happened, you know. And it was it was like, how amazing was that? And I felt afterwards, sort of retrospectively always, you sort of try to rationalise and make sense of these things. But it was like I was shown how something worked, how something could be done. So E.T. is working with you to learn more about the universe? Well, I, I don't know. It was like, a, it was like for me, it was uh, showing me that there's something out there other than what I'm aware of, if you like. I was just going to say, Gene, I don't know if, if putting that experience into some kind of personification such as E.T., uh, would 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 quite have it. I mean, it it seems to me that that Paul was was shown. I don't know. You know, it's 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 hard to it's it's hard to say, isn't it? Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's almost like a demonstration that there are other energies, other forces, you know, at play in this world, and she was almost showing you. An example and what to what to look out for later in life. Yeah, I could agree with that. It's uh, it was like what, what an example to say you need to wake up. This is possible type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've never done it before, and I've never done it since. 
It reminds me also of a, a story that you have a little later on um, when you visited uh, Warminster with uh, 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 Arthur Shuttlewood. And I should point out that uh, our, our late friend Timothy Green Beckley spent a lot of time in Warminster with uh, um, um, Mr. Shuttle, uh, Shuttlewood and had several UFO experiences uh, himself. But I was thinking about the uh, the part where, and, and I don't have the book in front of me here, Paul, I'm sorry, had their head on, uh, um, was it a, 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 a standing stone at the location? Let's do the break here, Tim, and we'll go on. Tim, Paul, Gene, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. As Dr. Wallach says, we all have nutrient deficiencies in our diets and must supplement with 90 essential nutrients in proper balances. At no cost or obligation, Get a personal certified holistic health coach to help you develop a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamGaday.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamGaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. TeamGaday.com. TeamGaday.com. It's all too obvious. We're being distracted by meaningless news headlines. When you dig to find the truth, you discover that the American way of life is being threatened by the institutions we used to trust. It's easy to see the future holds more food shortages, systematic controls, and government overreach. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are preparing. They're taking steps to be self-reliant and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy to get started and join the ranks with this limited-time offer. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get their top-selling four-week emergency food kit. Enjoy tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get new lower pricing this week on these four-week emergency food kits. Secure at least one food kit for each member of your family. They ship free, too. Those who know what's coming are preparing. Smart folks. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey, Jimmy, turn off the video games. Let's go play some ball. I'm in the middle of my game. Can't we go later? Come on, it'll be fun. It will be there when you get back. Okay, but there's no way you're going to win. Why don't you grab some water and granola bars, and then we'll see about that. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Let's go back to, to that experience you were talking about, Tim. Paul, he asked you a question. Can you follow up on that? Sure. That was, uh, again, I was very fortunate. I had an uncle who was in a UFO group, and they were all meeting down in Warminster, and two of the, what can I say, the hot spots where they used to go on top of hills and looking out for anything in the sky, one was Cradle Hill, uh, and the other was Clay Hill. We met down, we met Arthur, and one night we were at the top of this hill, and there were maybe 20 people, something like that. And I mean, you could tell the old stall walls, they'd brought the camping chairs and the flasks, and they were there, and it was like, wow. I mean, for me, the first time I'd ever done it, I just sort of turned up, and it was like, whoa, you know. But to cut a long story short, while we're waiting and looking at the sky, I was stood with Arthur, talking to him, and he said, do you know, he said, uh, one night, he says, we went down, and he used to go uh, on his own in different places. And he'd go to a lot of the, like, the Avebury Circle, Silbury Hills, Stonehenge. There are lots of other, what can I say, ancient monuments or ancient areas down there where there are burial mounds and things like that. And he used to just go out. And this day, he'd gone down to Stonehenge, and down near the main road, where they put the main road across, it sort of cuts across an avenue that led to Stonehenge. And at the end, almost on the main road, is this huge monolith called the Heelstone. He'd just gone there, and he says, this night, I was on my own, he says, I was just looking at the sky, and he said, it was very quiet. He says, and I turned away from the road so that there was no light. He says, and I'm just looking at the stars. And he says, and I put my head back to rest it on the heelstone to look at the sky. He says, and as I did, I got this musical note. And he says, it was like a, a beam of blue light as well that sort of went up into the heavens that he, he experienced and was sort of, he said, I was part of it, you know. Uh, and that was quite a, for him, he says, that that was, for, for me, he says, that was just showing that there was some connection between the past and the present and the different vibrations and there was still energy there, if you like. Which... Uh brings me back to the point you know about your experience with the uh, the the medium the energy that you felt it seems like that first of all there are people who are able to manipulate these energies 
there are locations that seem to be hot spots for these kinds of energies. And a lot of times there are standing stones and megaliths built on these locations. And UFO phenomena, as well as other paranormal phenomena, is A, either attracted to these spots, or B, use them as, like you said before, portals or, you know, uh, uh, gassing up. <laughs> I like the gassing up. That gassing sounds up. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, right now we have, of course, regular gas stations. We have EV facilities for electric cars. So, who knows? Maybe we can get something there that could gas up or repower a UFO. Well, you know, I mean, and the ancients seem to have a very good knowledge of where these locations were, because at a lot of these uh, uh, sites, they're still energetic, for want of a better word. But what I'm saying is that not only are there locations, but there are people who are either reservoirs of this energy, you know, able to produce it. You know, it, it's it's hard to say, but but Paul's experience with with that medium, you know, to me is this very interesting along the lines of this conversation and how this phenomena is able to use and manipulate this energy for and produce all kinds of different results that you know causes us to endlessly speculate on just what the heck's going on. Yeah, one other thing, just as an aside from this, I know that uh, our modern media tends to, can I say, demonise the ET side of things, but there are a lot of positives that come out of it, and I think Preston Dennett's a guy who's uh, an author who's pursuing this in his books of people that have been healed, and just one of the things that I wanted to uh, bring up was the an abduction that I did for Bufora in 1995 with four adults. And it was two men and two women. And one of the men uh, suffered really badly with psoriasis, really severe. Because of his skin condition, he used to go into, uh, like, from one area to, a, like, a central hospital where a consultant used to modify his treatments and he had to be keep on top of it all the time following the abduction now this psoriasis he'd had for years and years years had all sorts of problems horrendous but following the abduction it cleared up spontaneously and he's never had another problem since and it's just things like that that i think aren't given enough credence and may actually shine a light on a different light shall we say onto the normal media thing of how they terrorize, and it's always UFO attack or, you know, they use that sort of language. Oh, well, I mean, you know, pop culture for years has used the UFO alien, you know, phenomena to scare us. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're making a horror movie or a science fiction horror movie, you know, I mean, that's, it's, that's an easy subject to use, the, uh, the, the evil invading aliens yeah they always sensationalize things there's i mean it's it's something unfortunately that we've sort of gone along with but may not always be correct i think there are two sides to every coin and one of the things that examples i give in the book towards the end is is it maybe that they 
like we would do on a nature reserve where we would make sure there's enough of a certain species that they're a good weight, the growth, the numbers are okay and all the rest of it. Are they doing a similar thing to us? And although they may not mean us any harm, when if you're allowed to remember it and you do remember it, it could be quite terrifying and understandably so. Well, I'll tell you a story now. I can't confirm this because, I mean, it was it was told to me, basically, it would have been secondhand. And, you know, all the participants have long since passed away. But this person told me that their grandfather, and this would have been back in the mid-1940s, um, was suffering from cancer. They didn't, they didn't tell me just exactly what kind of cancer it was. And it was at the point where he didn't have long to live. And he was outside one day in a hammock under the trees because that was like you know, the uh, one place that, that he could go where that it didn't cause him a lot of pain. And apparently he was suddenly struck with a bright white beam of light, he said, that came down from the sky and hit him and basically knocked him completely out of the hammock onto the ground and, and stunned him. And his wife and kids came out and brought him back into the house. They thought that, you know, maybe he'd had a seizure or something. And you know, But slowly, the cancer disappeared. Before we continue too slowly here, let's speed it up because we've got a lot more to talk about with Gene and Tim, and of course, Paul, you're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. USA News Update. President Biden is going ahead with his weekend trip to Camp David as he continues to watch the situation in Russia. He made the trip after briefly delaying his departure to make calls to other international leaders. A group of mercenary soldiers had been marching on Moscow before its leader reportedly agreed to stand down. To mark one year since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, Vice President Kamala Harris recalled on Saturday saying, how dare they, when she first heard about the Supreme Court's decision. The support ship used to launch the Titan submersible on its tragic final dive is back in Canada. The Polar Prince docked in Newfoundland on Saturday with its flags flying at half-mast. Experts believe all five passengers likely died instantly due to a catastrophic implosion. Canadian officials have announced they've started a 
a formal safety investigation. Jerry Barmash, USA News. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Tim, I interrupted you rudely because that is my nature. (laughs) If there is a rude way to interrupt people, I wrote the book. And the book became a bestseller. Seriously, Tim, go ahead. (laughs) Well, accordingly... This man's cancer slowly disappeared, and he got better after this, and and lived another up until the uh, uh, 1960s when they were expecting him to die. You know, within probably in within a matter of days. Now, you know, you, since nobody reported you know, seeing a UFO, it was just a bright white beam of light from the sky. You know, it's it's hard to say, but there's all kinds of, of wonderful examples very similar to this out there. Preston Dennett has uh, uh, written about uh, quite a few of them. So there does seem to be an aspect of this phenomena that can manipulate us in such a way that it has healing abilities. How that happens, I don't know. I think it's uh, an energy thing. Again, one of the things that uh, I refer to in the book is I dreamt that I could see everything in magnetic fields. I was flying and could see everything in magnetic fields. So you could see what was right and what was wrong, what had a bad energy, what had good energy, what was healthy and all the rest of it. I flew over somebody that had fallen over a stile or a fence or something and had hurt the leg. And I literally went down to them. And because I could see 
what was wrong because you could see the energy and was able to correct the frequency of it so that it was healed and back to normal. And then I just flew off and carried on. And then I woke up and it was like the profound, that's the only way I can describe it, the profound loss of not being able to do that <laughs> was like, really? Why can't I do that, you know? Why am I being shown that? Why can I remember it so clearly? And yet it's something quite clearly that we cannot do. Now, people who believe only in the nuts and bolts aspect of the UFO phenomena, UFOs are spaceships from other planets, that's it. Well, listen to this conversation and, you know, I mean, you know, talk about energy fields and uh, UFOs being able to perceive when people are watching them, you know, all kinds of, of crazy stuff. And, 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 you know, well, that, that has nothing to do with the scientific aspect of, of, of UFOs and just block it out completely. So, I mean, you know, what, what do you say to somebody who would look at your book and look at some of the stuff that you've written in here along with the UFO parts, you know, what would you say to them and say, but this is this is how it is. This is a part of the mystery. I think this is just my my take, my explanation of basically how I believe the universe works. And it's like we're going back to again, everything is energy. And this is one thing where the abductees and all the other people and they say, well, how can that happen? How can that happen? And it's not that you can explain it in a scientific term, but if everything is energy, all energy can be tuned, all energy can be made to be a higher frequency or a lower frequency. And if you're complete masters of understanding that and being able to control it, then you can do anything you like. And this is one thing that... Uh, we get time and time again with people uh, will just say you can use the paranormal, uh, cryptids and UFOs where they say they have this absolute silence. And I believe they get this absolute silence simply because you have entered into their bubble that is beyond our normal acoustic spectrum. So when they say you can't hear anything, uh, and I've heard this time and time again, whether it's people trailing Bigfoot, whether it's people on a UFO encounter, they get this. And once they enter that bubble and they enter in that area, suddenly you're out of our acoustic spectrum. So you will get absolute silence. And it's the same with people. Uh, Skinwalker was a good one where. They try and do something. They're doing all these experiments. And I have to set my hat off to them. And it's wonderful that Brandon's putting all this money into it and giving them the technical side of things, which are expensive. But it all, as time's gone on, I believe that all these things are just, they seem to be corroborating what I'm saying rather than going against it. And it's all to do with being able to control energy and understand that there's a lot more of it out there. And therefore, they'll be halfway through an experiment and then suddenly the computer fails, the batteries drain. And that's because of the energy again. And the higher energies just will just drain it. Uh, and in some ways, they always look at it as a bad thing. But in some ways, if you stand back logically and look at it, it's a good thing because it shows you we're in the right place and you're working along the right tracks. I know from my own experience when uh, uh, investigating a uh, a house that supposedly was uh, um, 
experiencing poltergeist phenomena, I went there with um, my uh, my camera equipment, and, and and this was in the days when you know the the big big video cameras with the great big. Uh, 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 NICAD batteries, and you know, I had uh, a number of different batteries for the camera and for the recorder deck, uh, belt batteries that were used to uh, uh, power the, the lights. Everything was nice and charged, ready to go, got there, everything was dead within minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is it, and I think people don't understand that, and it's like, well, but just step back think about it logically if you if it is just an energy and it's the same with uh, other things like photography of ufos it's like why can we never get a clear picture you know and for me it's because you only see the visible spectrum light part of it i think there's a lot more to it and as they move from one you get people that uh, a lot of ex people that experience flashes of light uh, I was with uh, Paul Sinclair and Chris Evers once. We were out on Bempton Cliffs, and he was being interviewed for the Outer Limits magazine. And when he was being interviewed, and there was a group of us stood at the back, and there were flashes in the sky. And, okay, we know there are medical conditions, and we know that people do see flashes out the corner of the eye. But when there's five or six people all looking at the sky, and we all go, ooh, you know, and you all see the same thing, then it's obvious that it's something physical and that it's not just uh, a medical thing. So you do get that, and I think the photography aspect of uh, UFOs and ghosts and the paranormal is you'll never get pristine, clear photographs because they're not all within the visible light spectrum that we're expecting it to be in. So you're only seeing part of what is actually there. Yeah, but wouldn't you think then that the camera would capture at least what you can see? I, I would agree with that, Gene, yes. Uh, but again, uh, there's several occasions where at least three where I've been looking at UFOs with the naked eye and what I've managed to photograph looked completely different. So basically we're seeing things the camera cannot see. Well, again, it comes down to manipulation. There was one not long ago. Uh, I was down in Westbury, uh, coming back up from uh, the old Warminster, Arthur Shuttlewood area, and I was coming back up north. We'd been down there for a few days. And I saw flashes in the sky, and then I saw something that looked like a, a barbel stood on its end, vertical. And yet, when I did manage to take a picture, I must have tried about 20 times, because it was through a window, and I was trying to take pictures of it, and none of them came out, and then it came out on one. And it looks cylindrical. It just looks like uh, the old boiler, the old hot water cylinder sort of thing. Uh, and that isn't what was on the what I saw with my eye, but that's what came out. You raise an interesting possibility here I'd like to explore, bring this up for our next segment, and that is whether whatever forces behind this is manipulating whatever it is so that we see things, but what's really there may be more closely akin to what the camera captures. More to come with Paul. Gene and Tim, you're in. The Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. I need a tax preparer. How should I choose one? Using a paid tax preparer this year? Before paying someone to do your taxes, make sure they're qualified. Ask about their fees, experience, and training. Check with the Better Business Bureau. Avoid anyone who promises a higher refund. And review your tax return before you sign it. And make sure your preparer signs it too. For more tips, visit irs.gov and search Choosing a Preparer. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. 
dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly? Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Tracy Tormey, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Paul Askoff, what do you think of the crazy theory I propounded here that a lot of things you're seeing for your benefit by whatever forces involved, but it's not quite really there because the camera can't see it? Absolutely. I mean, what, how many times have we heard uh, witness accounts where they're seen on radar, even over the airfield, but they can't see them from the control tower, or they can see things on the control tower, but it's not on the radar? How many times do we hear that? And you will even get groups of people where some people say they saw one thing, and other people in the group didn't see anything at all, or saw something differently. And again, I believe it's because we all have that energy uh, fingerprint that's different, so we do all see things differently. And it is just uh, a fact of life that, yes, it would be wonderful if they would just appear solid and we could get photographs and we all see the same thing, but that just doesn't seem to happen. And that might be one way of explaining it and why we do see and experience what we do. Well, I'm thinking then the next step, which is deliberate manipulation by these forces to make us see things that may or may not be there for whatever their benefit is. Yeah, I, I can agree with that, Gene. Uh, and one of the things, I mean, as an example, we, we are, one of the instances I say in the book, one of the examples where there were five adults and two children, and we had something inside like, uh, like the glitter ball, of uh, the dancing and it was just like that in the sky now there were five adults we had five cell phones we had two ipads and it wasn't until it had gone out of sight and then why didn't i take a picture why didn't anybody think of taking a video or a photograph and it didn't occur to anybody to take a picture and how bizarre was that and again i think you get this influence how many times have we heard of screen memories where people see a vehicle at the side of the road or an owl in a tree or some other familiar thing rather than what is is there in actuality? I remember um, Greg Bishop telling a story along those lines that, and now this was a guy that you would think would know better, and he said that he was driving near an airport when he saw this object in the sky. He said he, he had a very hard time describing it. He said it was it was like you know, this spiky-looking thing in the sky. And he just, rather than stopping, and he had a camera with him and taking a picture of it, he was just like, oh, well, look at that, and then drove home. And when he got home, that was when he was like, what did I just do? <laughs> and you you hear that so often. Now I can understand, you know, if if you're seeing something that's that's really unusual. I mean, you know, you're you're probably not going to immediately reach for the camera. You're going to stand there for a while and gape at it, you know. But so many people have said the same thing that you just did. That 
why didn't I take a picture when I had the chance? It, it just it it was like that thought was completely taken out of my head. Uh, I've I've come across it time after time as well. And I think people do try to rationalize things and do try to, uh, to, to an extent, will say, could that be a natural phenomenon? Could that be a misidentified aircraft or whatever the case may be, even on the paranormal things? Am I really looking at that? Is it really whatever it is? And But ET, I believe, can absolutely influence whether you pick up that camera or not. Uh, I'm convinced of it. When you refer right. to E.T., let's clarify this. We're talking about intelligent beings who live on another planet, correct? Um, yes. I, I would say, now you see, this is something else that's changed over the years, where if you go back to the old, after the Second World War and the 50s and 60s, and it was flying saucers from outer space. And I think we've now got round to the idea that it is, it's becoming much more acceptable that it is interdimensional and they don't really need to come from millions of light years away. It's not that uh, sort of travel that we used to think of. But again, I've always said they don't use our physics. To them, speed's irrelevant. If you look at, uh, well, I'll go to, I'll use, I was very fortunate to meet Bud Hopkins and he said a very profound statement to me once. I was fortunate, I was with Bufora, and he came as one of our guest speakers, uh, and it, we, we had lunch together, and there was literally just the two of us sat at the table. And he was telling me the stories when he saw his UFO, but he said before that, he said, what happened was, he said, all these people had come to me, he said, and I, he says that he did it, I mean, we know he was an artist, he says, and I did it to try and give something back. He says, I was trying to help people. He says, but when you think logically about it, he says, I could get somebody from anywhere in the world, from any continent, I've had them from Australia, from Europe, from the Americas. He says, and they could be very wealthy or very, very poor. And some of them were very, very poor. He says, but they're all telling me exactly the same thing. He said, and I was the only thing they had in common. He says, there was no chance they were ever going to meet each other, but from the four corners of the world, they're telling me the exact same story. So there's obviously much more to it. Yeah, it seems that whatever this intelligence is that we're dealing with, that using, you know, using the old you know, uh, science fiction terms as you know, visitors from other planets and things like that, probably just is a very simplistic way of of looking at it. And I think that there's the possibility, and you can expound on this, Paul, that whatever this intelligence is, it's very familiar with us. You know, people people are saying, you know, like, you know, well, why don't they come down and and land on the White House lawn and 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 reveal themselves or you know or do something like that? But I think that we're dealing with something that that's not necessary because. It's already very, very, very closely familiar and connected with us. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think that, uh, again, I'll just say ET. Uh, I do believe that there are different races of ET, and I do believe that they've been coming and going around us and are around us now and have been so for thousands of years. 
Um, but the for me, right, an, another thing that I think is they're not allowed. Now I may be completely wrong on any of this, but until uh, proven otherwise, I think I'm right. <laughs> Being a Yorkshireman, but the everything has to be done by your effort, and it's same with. Uh, using good morals, good ethics, and all the rest of it to improve your vibration, to improve yourself. And you have to do it by your effort. Religion's got nothing to do with it. It's how you conduct your life and not to interfere or do anything bad to anything else, any sentient life form. And I think that's sort of a universal law, and I believe that ET could be bound by that same law as well, where although... They may help or hinder us to whatever degree. It's not, they're not allowed to let us know that, if that would make sense. It's like a universal thing, and it, it binds us as it binds them too. Okay, so this is their prime directive. Yeah, as yeah, you could call it that, yeah. So ET or whatever it is cannot interfere with our affairs, maybe just give us some ideas, thoughts, and let us do our thing. But they are not able to interfere in any way. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think, obviously, we've taken several wrong turns, uh, and there's so much corruption and evil in the world that, they need, that we need to get rid of. But having said that, on a personal level, it's up to you as a person to do the right thing. And I think E.T. is still bound by that same law. If you go back to the analogy of the record, which I gave as our ordinary matter, and then the other levels above and below us of higher and lower energies, uh, if you imagine that LP as the, the, the grooves on it, right, how you, how you would normally put the needle on the edge of the record and then there are all the grooves to the hole in the centre where you put it on the player, if you imagine all those grooves are a separate life, and they are our lessons in life to improve by our own effort to improve and move towards the centre. So purity is the centre, and I'm not saying there's Jesus and God in the middle, and I'm not saying there's devil at the edge. But what I'm saying is that is a natural progression of our soul, and E.T. is on the same uh, what can I say? The same experience and the same journey that we are too. I want to ask about ET more, but we've got more to talk about with Paul, Gene, and Tim. You're in <laughs> the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part, has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. 
That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie Guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, you first mentioned the fact that E.T., several races, more than several races, come here. They're coming from another dimension. Now, would we think that they live in this other dimension or use it as a shortcut? You know, we'll go through the Stargate to come from this galaxy to this galaxy. Yeah, going back to, uh, before I got sidetracked, I was talking about Bud Hopkins. And there was Bud Hopkins and Kath Marden. And when they've done uh, regressive hypnotherapy and they've been trying to help people and fight, or make, sort of give us more of an understanding of what's happened, they've always said that when, when they've been on about the movement of craft, UFOs, for want of a better, or UAPs, whatever you want to call them. But for, if for the movement, they've always said it was done by thought. Now, if you think about it, again, I know I'm saying I'm thinking about it, but that is the ideal way to move something. And thought is instantaneous. And that is why I was going back to what I said earlier, where, yes, they're unidentified and, yes, they're objects, but they don't fly. Because they're in their own little pocket of universe which they've created, they can move at will. So to them, there's no G-forces, there's no speed. How can there be any speed? Because they're not moving to them. It's the universe that moves around them, and that's what they use to get to where they want to be. And it's just moving up and down that stack of records as well as through it on a geographical sense, if you like. And because they're able to understand that, we only see it or see them when they're passing through our visible and acoustic part that we can see of our part of it. Well, that sounds uh, very similar uh, to there was uh, um, oh, a couple of episodes ago on the uh, History Channel's Skinwalker Ranch where they had a security camera uh, uh, out looking over a field, and they happened to catch something that appeared in this field for just one frame of film, and it looked like a silver, metallic, white ball that was sitting in this field. 
and it was just one frame, and, th and then it was gone. So, I mean, it, it, it does almost sound like what you were saying, that these things can appear and disappear within our reality, either on purpose or getting from one location to another. Yeah, I, I do believe they use that, and the, the areas like Skinwalker Ranch that they just use. Now, it's interdimensional. It's not necessarily distance. Uh, but having said that, I don't believe that distance is that much of an object. We've got this thing where things have to be, what can I say, you're restricted by the speed of light. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think that's just our physics at the moment that doesn't understand enough to move beyond that. Where it's been good for us at the moment, we've still got to expand and we've still got to learn and we've still got lessons that we need to, uh, to understand. Well, there does seem to be evidence and at least anecdotal accounts that whatever this phenomena is, it can operate outside of time-space or space-time, all right? And, you know, we're, we're looking at these things in a linear fashion when they're actually operating digitally, so to speak. But their ability to operate outside of space-time, really, I mean, that's all the balls in their court, so to speak. And, I mean, they are able to literally manipulate our reality or at least our, our perception of reality because of their ability to go outside of space-time. Yep, you're absolutely right. And that is why even with the Nimitz, with the encounter, where you'd got trained pilots seeing them within the visible spectrum, you'd got them recording infrared on the uh, Super Hornet gun cameras, and then you've got them recorded on the radar of the carrier fleet underneath. In that instance, even then, he said they were under the surface of the sea and then they were straight up to however many tens of thousands of feet in seconds. And because they're in their own little pocket of universe, being in space, being in our air, being in our lakes, being in our oceans, is irrelevant. And I think that is why, uh, again, something else I'm leaning towards is they're able to use all sorts of, the, because it's the energy, how many times have we heard of them in and out of volcanoes, like in Mexico? Um, and there's a lot of instances of that. And because if you think when a volcano is erupting and the different charges and the electrostatic energy that's there, and they use that as well, and we have video evidence of that, people that have seen a lot of things, a lot of UFOs. Even go, going back to Roswell, there'd be it was a major storm and UFOs had been seen in the sky before uh, Mike Brazel allegedly found his uh, debris on the ranch. You talked about um, earlier the uh, 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 ET intelligence having to work within certain guidelines. And, and you've got in your book uh, a number of examples of people having abduction experiences, Betty and Barney Hill being uh, one good example. Now, what, would, what do you say about these people who have had these experiences and, and you know, I mean, they weren't, they weren't meditating or interested in UFOs. A lot of them had no idea what, you know, of UFOs or the inductive experience. 
yet they have these experiences that, uh, at least for a lot of them initially, uh, describe as very horrific. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, terrible. I mean, look at uh, Whitley Strieber. He, he was, <laughs> he's very accepting of it now and believes it is a good thing now. But when when you read communion, uh, he was terrified at the beginning, and understandably. And what can you say to people that really, really have these, don't want these experiences, haven't asked for these experiences, don't know anything about it, and this happens. And it's very difficult when, uh, as an investigator, suddenly you're thrown into this, uh, what can I say, trying to help people understand what's happening to them when they're completely terrified of it. And it is a difficult thing to be in. And there are groups uh, around now. We have a, um, Chris Evers from the Outer Limits magazine who started a page on Facebook called Concern, where people that do want answers and do want help have websites that they can go on to and try and get help and talk to people. Now, I'm not saying it makes it any easier in the first instance, but to have a deeper understanding and know that there's somebody on your side, at least it gives people some support when they need it. So do you think that these people are having real experiences? You know, there's there's been the suggestion, first of all, like Betty and Bar Barney Hill, that possibly they had got caught up in some kind of military experiment. Uh, but you know some of these other cases. I mean, you know, do you do you actually think or wonder if these experiences are real or you know psychosis, bad dreams, you know, what have you? Uh, no, in my opinion, they are real. Now, having said that, it's like anything. People uh, always try to jump on the bandwagon. You're always going to get people that are going to. Uh, the debunkers and the people that want to come out of the woodwork. But at the end of the day, generalizing, I know I'm generalizing, but people tend to tell the truth. Why would somebody say, because you're not going to get any monetary benefit from it, you're only going to get ridicule. Why would people come out and say what they do? And so there are people, obviously, uh, that I've met over here in the UK um, that were genuinely terrified and don't didn't know anything about the UFO enigma beforehand and don't, don't want to know anything afterwards. We're going to have more afterwards in a moment with Paul Jean Tim, you're in. The Paracon. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code 
legendary to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. It's all too obvious. We're being distracted by meaningless news headlines. When you dig to find the truth, you discover that the American way of life is being threatened by the institutions we used to trust. It's easy to see the future holds more food shortages, systematic controls, and government overreach. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are preparing. They're taking steps to be self-reliant and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy to get started and join the ranks with this limited-time offer. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get their top-selling four-week emergency food kit. Enjoy tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get new lower pricing this week on these four-week emergency food kits. Secure at least one food kit for each member of your family. They ship free, too. Those who know what's coming are preparing. Smart folks. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
Again, folks, Paul's book is called UFOs, The Real Story, the 2023 Revised Edition. All right. And as I listen to you and I'm wondering here, we're assuming that any kind of impressions we're getting of these ETs is the accurate one, that they're not deceiving us, not trying to fool us, not trying to lull us into a sense of comfort, that they don't have other hidden motives, maybe play games with us. How could we even begin to understand what an alien creature from another planet would want to do? Yeah, I agree absolutely 100% with that, Gene. I think we've only scratched the surface and these people that, you know, say there are all sorts of things going on um, and say that this is a prison planet, these people that said they're harvesting us for DNA and all sorts of weird and wonderful things. But the problem is you, you will never, ever, or in our lifetimes, I don't think, be able to prove this. And for people that keep having these experiences and people that are abducted, I think all we can do is try and help them where we can, try and, what can I say, but be there and give them support, as I've said before. But what else can you do? It is difficult for something as as bizarre and frightening and as extreme as this can be. Now, you talked earlier on the show about what you feel the basic honesty of people. They're reporting something they think is strange, honestly, or as honestly as they can. But I know through the history of the UFO field, and I go back quite a few years too, there have been at least some people pulling the wool over our eyes. I think of the 1950s contactees, for example. Made up stories, had faked photos. In fact, the one major example was the most famous contactee of all, George Adamski. His photos were fake. He quietly admitted that what he was saying was to get a message across, even if he was using the back door and having that message in the mouths of alien visitors. But it was still deception. Yeah, I even had a hardback copy of Inside the Spaceships. Uh, but you have to also do the research and realize that it was a a failed science fiction writer, and then see what comes out over time. Now, again, yes, there'll always be these charlatans and these people that try to lead you up the garden path, but at the end of the day, there's still a huge amount, and I mean huge amount of people, that genuinely see things and experience things that they can't explain, and, it's, uh, and that genuinely you know, want some answers. Uh, and unfortunately, the people that muddy the waters, even <laughs> the Ray Chantillys of this world and the alien autopsy, and it's they do come out. Uh, and it's only through doing some good research and people working together that these people are exposed for what they are, and we still have a chance of getting to the truth. Santilli, the so-called knocked Roswell slides, which of course were not slides of anything related to Roswell. We remember that because Kurt Collins, one of our guest co-hosts, was part of the team that exposed it. Really, really unfortunate that we have things like that. I tend to think also in this day and age, photos, videos are suspect because anybody with not a lot of money, but at least a few skills, can make a very credible fake. 
Yeah, absolutely they can. And again, this is where you need things like corroborative evidence, you need witnesses, you need other people that are taking photographs, other things that have, uh, well, well, we'll just say being tracked. Now, this, I, I'm just going off at a bit of a tangent here, but this is one thing that annoys me, was the, when, when they did the ATIP report a couple of years ago, and we were shown, or they released the Go Fast Tic Tac Gimbal UFOs. Uh, now, all three of those, they said, seen by trained observers, the pilots, recorded on infrared, recorded on, seen on the radar, underneath on the carrier fleet. Now, one of the things that happened on that was, yes, they were good videos, and it was nice that they let a little bit seep out of the pressure cooker, but at the end of the day, there were 80, 80 such examples of that. Why did the only show was the three? I want to know what's on the other 77 of those examples. The excuse they can make, of course, is that it's representative because of the way the picture is done and what it contains a national security matter. It's national security, even though maybe the objects aren't any different, but we can't show sources, methods, what we have, so you can't see it. We have no way, of course, saying, oh, come on now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what can I say? Again, it's frustrating. I mean, even people like Captain Frager that came out afterwards, and he's quite blatantly gone on video record and said, this is what happened, and but you're still not getting any, they're not, they've just taken, as I said earlier, they just, or as I hinted earlier, they've just taken the lid off the pressure cooker a bit with the uh, disclosure. And I think in modern times, because of everybody having cameras on, on the cell phones and you see something, you, it can be on the internet within a minute and they can't do anything about it. And so they need to release this pressure where they've had this dis of disclosure because they've had the lid on the pan for so long, for so tight, that now they can't do it anymore. So we're just getting these little snippets, and I think that's all we'll get for now. I don't think we'll ever really find out what, or we'll never get their version of the truth of what happened at Roswell or Rendlesham Forest or any of those. Now, there have been suggestions with regard to Rendlesham Forest and a somewhat similar case in the U.S. Cash Landrum in Texas back in 1980, that these were test aircraft by the government, and maybe there were test nuclear aircraft, which explains why some people who came close to them suffered ill effects. It wasn't spaceships, wasn't E.T., wasn't from the Q continuum. It was our stuff. Yeah, now I, I can agree with that. I don't know about the Rendlesham Forest, but definitely the Cash Landrum uh, affair, and maybe a few others as well. The one that that springs to mind, or the what, what gets to me, is if it was our military and experimental things that they don't want us to know, yes, it would just look ordinary. But when it's ET, like I saw that first instance with my brother and my father, you got a feeling immediately... It's definitely not of this earth. It was definitely alien. It was definitely so far out there, it could not have come from earth. And I think a few people have said that as well, because you get that contact. One of the things that, now this is another thing, and I'm, I'm slightly taking you off track here, Gene, sorry. But well, you wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been any problem with language. ET can always connect 
And I think it's simply because when, as I got that thought, it wasn't just the thought of, oops, we've, we didn't mean to have been seen. I got the whole meaning. It was the whole message in one packet. And because it was direct telepathically from brain to brain, that is what you get. You get the full meaning. You get the everything. Let's break and we'll know more about meanings with Paul, Jean, and Tim. You're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. It's all too obvious. We're being distracted by meaningless news headlines. When you dig to find the truth, you discover that the American way of life is being threatened by the institutions we used to trust. It's easy to see the future holds more food shortages, systematic controls, and government overreach. But instead of throwing up their hands, folks are preparing. They're taking steps to be self-reliant and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy to get started and join the ranks with this limited-time offer. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get their top-selling four-week emergency food kit. Enjoy tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get new lower pricing this week on these four-week emergency food kits. Secure at least one food kit for each member of your family. They ship free, too. Those who know what's coming are preparing. Smart folks. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com USA News Update. I'm being indicted for you, and I believe the you is more than 200 million people that love our country. They're out there. Former President Trump speaking at the Faith and Freedom Coalition Conference in Washington, D.C., Trump calling his indictments a badge of courage. He's promising to overhaul what he calls the weaponized Department of Justice if he is reelected. The former president has pleaded not guilty to 37 criminal counts relating to how he handled classified documents. Trump going on to say that this is a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. The current vice president in the news, here's Jim Forbes. Kamala Harris says the Supreme court took away a fundamental right. She spoke in Charlotte Saturday on the one-year anniversary of the Supreme Court's ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. The decision ended the constitutional right for women to access abortions after five decades. Laura Winters, USA News. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite. 
a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. So, therefore, the aliens don't speak Yiddish. Or they speak all languages to us, and that's how we interpret it. But you're assuming it's mind to mind. It's not they have a universal translator and it comes out in whatever our language is. Yeah, that's correct. You don't need a universal translator when you're sending something telepathically because you're sending the meaning and the intention behind it so you'll get the full message on why you've got that message and what it's for. So you don't need language because you've already got the whole package. Language is something that's spoken. Sure, but why would they even want to tell us anything? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, we don't listen. Look... This is the biggest statement you can say about humans. We don't listen. (laughs) End of story. That's it. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yes. I mean, my wife's been telling me that for 46 years. You don't listen. (laughs) So there are other things. I mean, uh, going back onto that, we'll just go on to the contact bit because it's, it's just pertinent at the moment. Where... We've said earlier, we've mentioned you get that bubble of silence because you've been taken out of our acoustic spectrum. Uh, There's the language, there's no language problem. You get the movement that they get. But occasionally, and you'll, Tim, I'm sure, will tell me I'm right on this one. On the paranormal side of things and on cryptids, occasionally you get this visceral terror almost. You get this uh, absolute terror where people very, very afraid, so much so that even to go back and revisit uh, a place where this happened, they they wouldn't want to do it. They'd they'd be reluctant to do it because they still get that feeling that they shouldn't have been there and they still get that terror. Do you... uh, What do you think about that one, Tim? Oh, no, I... I I agree with that uh, completely. And, and, you know, the speculation has been, you know, whether or not that is, say, like a primitive terror, you know, coming from that reptile part of your brain, um, the recognition that you're dealing with something just completely out of the ordinary to possibly even your sense of smell coming into play there. Uh, Because, uh, you know, certain unusual non-perceptive to the conscious odors will hit again that primitive and elicit that uh, fight or flight response yeah Uh, and i i think taking it a step further from that i think it could be on uh if you want to psychic level it could be where you 
um, your, your energy, if you like, knows, your soul, if you want for want of a better term, knows that we are on this frequency, knows that we are on this ordinary matter record. So suddenly for you to be taken onto the record above or the record below or whatever it is, uh, suddenly your soul knows it's being moved onto a different frequency. And it could be that, that it's not, we, we interpret it as terror, but it's our soul realising that we're moving to a frequency where we shouldn't be, if that makes sense. John Keel wrote about uh, such an experience in his book, The Mothman Prophecies, where he said that uh, he was driving around one night um, in the TNT area, just you know, hoping that maybe he would see something. And at one point he got out of his car and was, was walking around um, the old uh, electric plant when he said that he came across an area that he suddenly became just absolutely petrified, just terrified for no reason. And he figured out that there was almost like, and, and he speculated it was like a beam of um, ultrasonic sound that was uh, being produced for some reason, this very specific area. And he said that he could walk through it and walk out of it again, you know, walk through it, terrified as heck, walk out of it, everything's fine. But then he found out that he was on the other side of it to get back to his car, so he had to walk back through it again. So, uh, you know, and of course, this was an area that was experiencing a lot of very bizarre paranormal activity, which could be, as you said, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a hot spot, a window area, you know, whatever you would want to uh, uh, call it, and you know, he was psychically experiencing that shift in realities. Yep, uh, yep, I agree with that, and um, uh, I can go along with what he was feeling as well. And I think it's that where you move, if you can imagine. Your, you are, we all have an individual magnetic field, like spiritualists call it your aura, and I think it's your soul, if you like. That is your soul energy. So for that to be moved to somewhere where it doesn't want to be and shouldn't shouldn't be, that is why we get that feeling, or people get the feeling that they do. Well, and some abductees, and again, you know, we're back to whether or not to, you know, uh, agree or disagree on the reality of, of, of abductees. I mean, they're just reporting on their experiences, but they come back and say that they were told that one of the reasons that they were chosen <laughs> was that they shined, that to whatever these entities are that are doing all this, that these abductees have a shine to them that makes them stand out from the rest of us. Yeah, and, and again, that could be, I have heard that, and I, I think that again could be a frequency thing and just being a higher frequency or a higher vibration, so it's there's more energy to it, and that's what uh, may be what attracts ET to it. Well, is it the cause and effect here? Is it that the contact with ET or whatever it is causes these changes rather than it brings upon the visit by ET? Good question, Gene, and I don't know. Uh, I do believe it do, does have to do with the energy. Uh, and there's, 
there's all sorts of things. I mean, we've covered the visceral terror, the silence, the language, there's no problems, the imaging, the photographs and things, the flashes in the sky, how they move, how they can zoom in on people. Because again, if you think about it logically, if everybody has a specific frequency, and that's they they will they can go straight to that frequency again because they know what it is. It's like somebody it's like your cell phone number. You've got a unique cell phone number. They've got your number. So they can zoom straight back into it. They know what it is. And that's the other thing as well, going off the other way with screen memories uh, and people being able, not some people remembering things, some people not remembering, substituting familiar memories. As an example, uh, Calvin Parker with the Charlie Hickson and Calvin Parker at Pascagoula. Uh, up until... Calvin being uh, regressed hypnotically by Kath Marden, he only normally remembered the Pascagoula incident. But actually, he had two before that, and he had one after. Uh, and according to Kath Marden, he'd been abducted four times. But up until that, uh, Calvin only naturally remembered the one occasion. So again, that's a memory thing, a screen memory where a it, maybe he didn't want to remember, it's a psychological thing, or did E.T. not want him to remember? Was it frightening? The thing I always wonder about with screen memories is you think it's something that was placed there perhaps by E.T. to keep you from remembering what happened to you. But all it takes is hypnotic regression or whatever to make that vanish, showing to me that if E.T. has all these great powers of mind control, they wouldn't need a screen memory. You just forget it. And no amount of hypnosis, no amount of awake therapy would bring about that memory. If you have that memory, it's because they want you to. What is that memory? Well, it could be what you think it is. I'm going to ask you more about abductions in our next segment. It could be what you think it is, or it could be something totally planted in your mind for whatever purpose. Strange. Paul, Gene, Tim, you're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about after the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. 
Tehibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. One more segment here with Paul Ashkoff, and the, the name of the book that he wrote, and now its second massive version, UFOs, The Real Story. And before we get back to the things I was talking about there, about screen memories, whatever. What's in the new edition that changes from the old edition? Um, What I've tried to do was give people more explanations and try and break it down to give people an understanding. 
Now, one of the things that I came across from my first sighting was I wanted to know the nuts and bolts and the, the physics of it, how things could work. What I've tried to do is put it in layman's language of how I think things could work, how with ET works and how we see and experience what we do. So I've tried to break it down to explain these things in my opinion of why we see and experience what we do and just the explanation of it of, from the abductee's point of view. So you feel all or most abductions are actual interactions with this outside force? The genuine ones, yes. <laughs> is the short answer because it's like as we said earlier you still get charlatans and people trying to pull the wool over our eyes and the George Adamskis of this world but the vast majority of people that are terrified out of the wits really don't want anything to do with this and they don't know they don't want it to have happened to them uh, and it's something that they didn't want in their lives to start with so it's not something that people would willingly I don't think go into or want to experience. The other question I have there and a concern is about hypnotic regression, because this is a controversial matter. I know Kevin Randall, among others, has written about it. And that is the possibility here that the act of regression is altering one's memory of what really happened. And if you ask the wrong questions in the wrong way, you're leading people to a conclusion that isn't there. It's like saying, what did the spaceship look like? Well, that assumes there's a spaceship, and it makes the person you're hypnotizing think that you're talking about a spaceship, and they want to please you, so they'll fill in details. As opposed to saying, you saw something? Yes. What did it look like? Yep, I agree completely, Gene. Uh, and I think this is where we need people that know what they're doing, and these people that do this hypnotic regression need to be very aware of what they are saying and what they are asking. And I think this is another problem where the human brain, being as good as it is, can misinterpret things and can fill things in as well. Yeah, I agree with you. So what, what do you think the next step then is, Paul? Do you think that the, the seemingly newly renewed interest in UFOs, or UAPs as they now call in, is actually going to lead to something? Or is it just kind of a, a, a more of the same shouting in the dark? Well, I, what I would like to think is, because it's becoming, I dare I say, much more mainstream than it was, it will get more people in and it will become much more accepted and because of that the the government won't be as as the sort of word in the 40s and 50s and especially after i think after the washington things in 1952 their sightings i think they really came down hard and put a lid on it then that if anybody did see anything it was they were ridiculed aggressively and i think now they've got to the stage where we've got to the point where i think we've got to that tipping point now where it is becoming more accepted and there is more scientific proper research being done and it's not just people and witnesses seeing things it's scientists and psychologists and cosmologists and these other people that are able to I think we need to be able to put labels on things and it's been very difficult in the past but I think we get to that point where we can you know the other day I read that the meaning of UAP has changed. It used to be unidentified aerial phenomena. Now it's unidentified anomalous phenomena. 
And part of the reason, by the way, is because not all UFOs are aerial. They were talking about sightings, like objects are going to and from the water. Yeah, I, I think if you said anything, it's, it's like one of the things I say in my book. At the end of the day, you go out in the public and you speak about UFOs. Everybody knows what you're talking about. UAPs, I'm not sure whether it was something to do with the Senator Harry Reid, bless him, when getting funding and they changed it to remove some of the stigma of UFOs to unidentified aerial phenomenon. And then they just tried to make it more scientific. Now, I agree with UAP. I think it's a much more, uh, what shall we say, scientific and agreeable term to UFO. But having said that, to the general public, UFO, they know what you mean. UAP, they haven't got a clue. I prefer flying saucer, frankly. <laughs> See, I go back a way, way long time. And that's when they were flying saucers. And they weren't saucers, necessarily. Very few were. But it was the colloquial expression. Just like now, UFO doesn't reflect all the phenomena and also has a bad name to it. Yeah, I, I think it does. But I, I think it's something that is much more acceptable now, definitely becoming more mainstream. And it's something that the public's becoming much more aware of. And... I think, the, again, rather than giving complete disclosure, which I don't think we'll ever have, they're just slightly easing the pressure and we're getting this drip feed of information and it's just keeping the lid on it and letting the public accept it. What's the point? Well, if you go back to post-war years, uh, you imagine the American government then admitting that there were things flying about that they could have no control over, they, they couldn't do anything about it, they could come and go with impunity, they had no control over their own airspace, uh, and then with the things in the 60s of the flying, you know, invaders from outer space, and everything was given that sort of title, so it scared people to death. Now, I mean, if you think about it, logically, they've been here all this time and we're still here and we're still, you know, we're still functioning and they haven't invaded us yet. So I don't think they're going to do now. However, the over the years, it's just increased in the psychological sort of embediment, if you like, of people's memories. And because they've always grown up with it, it's much more acceptable than it was. By the way, we're going to have... Paul Askoff back for the After the Paracast podcast. And that will be available to subscribers of the Paracast Plus. Right now, Paul, for those who want to know more about what you do and feel free to plug your book, where do they check you out? Right. Thank you, Gene. Yeah. Uh, my book's much more comprehensive, especially on the explanation side of things. For my sightings and anything, questions people want to put. Uh, I do have a Facebook page called It's the Real Story, and I do put the pictures and sightings and videos and anything else of interest on there, and people can get in contact with me that way. And once again, the book is called UFOs, The Real Story from Flying Disc Press, from our friend Philip Mantle. Tim Swartz, give us a quick plug of what you're up to. 
Well, sure. Um, all of my books you can find on Amazon.com. Just type in my name, Tim R. Swartz, and they'll all come tumbling out for your reading pleasure. Our latest book is Mimics, The Others Among Us, and our very own Gene Steinberg has an uh, excellent chapter in this book. And, of course, he's got ConspiracyJournal.com, which is shadow banned at Facebook, which makes it all the more interesting. So is the Paracast.com. That's where it goes. You can find us on Twitter for the Paracast, the Paracast on Facebook. And if you go to the Paracast.shop or the Paracast.store, you can check out our branded merchandise with the logos, all that good stuff, lots of shirts, just about every size you can imagine. Even, you know, XXXX large for Bigfoot or someone like that. The Paracast.shop. Also, check out the Paracast Plus at the Paracast.plus. You get this show free of the network ads. Also, the After the Paracast podcast for a low subscription price. Use the coupon code UFO20, UFO20, to get a 20% discount for five years and lifetime subscriptions to the Paracast.plus. Paul Askoff, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Yes, it's been good to talk, guys. So anybody got any questions, you just fire away, and if I can answer them, I will do so. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. <laughs>